All right, baby, back here, week four of the Flex Squad. Hari, Ramu, you like that shout-out from my boy Paperboy? Yo, ATL. It's a good ATL. one, man. ATL. Dude, that show, I, I finally got around to watching the first two episodes. It's fire. The J.R. Cricket's yeah. Lemon Pepper reference, that was awesome. Oh, that's in there? Yeah. Wow. That's, yeah. that's deep. That's Deep Cuts Atlanta. Yeah, it's okay. If you lived in Atlanta, that's a great show. If you didn't live in Atlanta, then I don't know if anyone likes that show. Eh, we probably. would have to ask someone else. We were just, um, I had heard this somewhere else. What was the last great, like, Atlanta movie or show that people associate with the city? ATL, that roller skating movie. <laughs> I'd like to lock that in. Lock that you in? Know, what, so... about, um, what about the, the one with the Ice Cube and Kevin Hart? The, uh, right along. Like, talking about Glory, that Civil War movie? All right, enough about movies. On to football. Time to recap last week. I finally got above 500 for a week. Went four and three, baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ramu, somehow you always outnumber us on the number of bets you had uh, because you make all these ridiculous ones. But power to you. Last week you went six and three. So well done, champ. Uh, Hari, a nice casual two and four. And Mark, keeping it going, five and two. Y'all, y'all, is that? Are we still doing this? Are you, are you guys dropping out soon? Or no, on no one's dropping out. Okay, I'm just checking. We all are still betting. Uh, and that brings us to our overall records. We got myself at six and 10. Ramu, respectable 10 and 12 after your good week. Hari, yep. you and me are both struggling with six wins, but you have eight losses versus my 10, so well done. And Mark, at 12 and six, jeez. Wow. You should start actually betting on yourself. I should. But uh, luckily, twelve and six, all against the Eagles. Right. You, you have to figure if I actually Eagles. picked the Eagles, I'd be I'd be fifteen and three in all those games. Just so you know, that's a that's amazing. That's fantastic. Yeah. You're just sandbagging yourself for our benefit. Thank you, Mark. Thanks, Mark. Mark, Mark, I, Mark, I, uh, Mark, I just calculated it. I'm fourteen games behind you. <laughs> fourteen games. Wow. Is that is that a calculation they teach you in in business school, Ramu? Yeah. It's it's called uh, it's called numerator denominator. Also, and Ramu, I think you miscalculated. You gotta take the 14 and divide it by two. You're actually seven games behind. Six in the last column, two in the win. Oh my god, you caught up so quickly. <laughs> Already there. All right, boys. So, uh, first game, we're gonna be recapping, or sorry, predicting Buffalo at New England, minus four and a half. And they haven't released an over under because I guess they don't know who's playing quarterback at uh, for the Patriots. So. I will go ahead and start this one off. If there's one thing I learned, and Mark preached this well and said on the podcast, you don't give Bill Belichick's points at home. Vegas learned, I learned, I think Ramu learned. Whatever we were doing picking the, uh, the Texans, that was not a smart move. So that being said, uh, the uncertainty at quarterback definitely worries me. I picked, I picked the Patriots. Oh, you did pick the Patriots. My bad. Me and Hardy did Edelman. It was just Samin that picked the Texans. No, I you also picked the Texans. Like, we all picked the Texans. Oh, wow. We all picked the Texans. Shut up. Okay. That's Maybe it was just me. me. Fair. Uh, but that being said, uncertainty at quarterback scares me. I don't know what they're going to do. Like, who's going to play quarterback? Is it going to be Julian Stickman, Coxman Edelman removed? Is he playing quarterback? No, it's Garoppolo. He's good. Put him in. Put, put me in, coach. That's the segment, right? Put me in, coach. We are, all right, all right. We're going to add that. We, we can't intro the segment before we tell them what that actually means. <laughs> Mark, two weeks in a row, just hinting at segments that no one knows about. Uh, so for Should have been there for the pre-show. It was awesome. Yeah, there you go. 
Uh, for me, this is my uh, the Hari move, which is stay away. I don't know what to do with this game. It's uh, Saturday, one o'clock, minus four and a half, beats me. Hari, what are you thinking on this one? Uh, I actually, uh, so here's a crazy stat. Who do you think got more yards in that Texans-Patriots game? Uh, if you guess the Patriots, you're wrong, because it's actually the Texans outgame the Patriots. Patriots benefited from a short field the whole game. Um, Buffalo looked very impressive against uh, Arizona. Uh, five turnovers. Their defense looked great. Um, I like weirdly, I think I'm going to go, I, I'm what am I, six games back of uh, Mark. Uh, lock me in for the upset. Uh, I'll take Buffalo on the money line. Wow. Okay. 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 Ramu, what do you what do you think? What are your thoughts on this game? This is this is your boy Julian Edelman, Stickman. Time to shine. I just did a calculation. I think you're ten games back, but I think my calculator is broken. <laughs> <laughs> Got to divide by two. I think I'm only five games back. Got to divide by two. I'm not divided by two. Uh, yeah. So uh, the questions at quarterback don't bother me. Um, I'm pretty sure Robert Kraft himself could step down from the throne and play. The Patriots would still find a way to win. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, congrats to Rex and company uh, against a confused Cardinals offense, but they still rank 23rd in total yards, 22nd in passing yards, and 14th in rushing yards defense-wise. Um, so I just think that the Patriots uh, are going to be great at home. Um, going with the uh, going with the spread here, I, you know, I would even go with the spread if it was 10 points, Patriots. I just I think that they're oh my I don't God. think that they're going to lose. Yeah, wow. no way they're going to lose this game. We'll look into the buying them points on game day. All right, Mark. I'll stick it for an app. Mr. Bill Belichick's right-hand man, Mark Amons, what do you got on this game? So I'm actually talking about the other side of the ball here. I'm going to talk about our friends in Buffalo. I just want to know who at HBO decided that they should not have the Buffalo Bills on Hard Knocks this year. <laughs> oh, that's so true. All I, all I want to see is Rex and Rob Ryan sit in defensive meetings yelling at each other. It's like it's like two uncles at the end of Thanksgiving dinner just pounding turkey legs and Miller Lite just yelling about football for hours on end. This team is dysfunctional. This coaching staff is dysfunctional. Here is what Rex Ryan said this week about why Bill Belichick hired Rob Ryan many moons ago to be a defensive coach. Oh yeah. And I quote, nobody grinds the way Rob does. Bill Belichick hired Rob for one reason. He knew he was a freaking great football coach and he could grind. That's it. I don't know what they're doing up there in Buffalo. They were a mediocre team that went out and fixed, tried to fix it by hiring Rob Ryan. Samin, how does that typically work out? Oh my god, Rob Ryan is the worst defensive coach ever. Ask the Cowboys, ask the Saints, ask anyone that has had Colonel Sanders with a Santa Claus wig. It's terrible. That being said... You guys, five, five turnovers last week for this defense. I, five turnovers. That was, it was four, four picks in the fourth quarter. Yeah. There's four interceptions in the fourth quarter. Carson, That's so fluky. Carson Palmer just lost his mind. I'm going, Pats, lay the four and a half, easy money. Fair, 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 fair. All right, now we got a, a nice little NFC um, South showdown. Carolina at Atlanta, plus three, over under 50, which I thought was ridiculously high. But nonetheless, remove. Give us some. give us some stats on this game. Give us some intel. What you thinking about your boy Cam and Matt Ryan? Matty Ice, top-rated 119 QB rating. Balanced production come from Coleman, Freeman, Jones, Tammy, and Sanu. This is the, the, the Falcons in control of the NFC South? Not the Panthers. Is this, this a haiku you wrote? This, what is this, this about? This can't be. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I mean, this can't last, right? I mean, this, this looks too good. They had a good game, but... On the other side, Carolina didn't also have a, a very good week against the Vikings. You know, they had 
Um, eight sacks were gotten on him. Um, and so this may not be the Super Bowl potential team that we maybe expected coming into the season. Um, but this is still a good matchup for them against a pretty pathetic Atlanta defense. Um, I'm pretty conflicted, and I don't want to take the spread. I still want to root for the home team. So, you know what? I'm going to roll the hot dice in the Falcons and take the over in this game like I did last time. Wow, over 50. Interesting. Okay, okay. Hari, Falcons, Mr. Falcons, Mr. I know everything about the Falcons, Mr. I know my team. What does your team tell Listen, me this I, week? I have been wrong on the Falcons bet. I think I, the only one I got right was the Falcons uh, Raiders uh, a couple weeks ago. Correct. I really like this Mark Amons thing. Uh, that Mark has been doing where he just wins games by yelling over on the Falcons. I take it up 59. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and do that. Uh, everything Ramu said, I super agree with. It's too good to be true, but the Falcons can't stop anyone, and Matty Ice is going to get a ton of garbage time scores. Uh, to, I'll take the over here too. I, I agree with Ramu on that. Okay. All right. Well, that probably leads into what Mark's going to do. So, Mark, tell us, what is going to be your choice for this game? Yeah, I, I'm not going to waste all this time. I'm taking the over. Okay. I am actually... Give me 59. Give 59 and a half. I'll take it. I'll take 69 and a half. I am actually going to go the opposite direction because Carolina has to win this game. And I think the only way they win this game is by running the football. And you know what you can effectively do against the Falcons? That is run the football. I think they shorten this game. I think it gets ugly. I think Carolina's defensive line absolutely torches the Falcons' offensive line as we've talked about, which is not very good. Give me the under on 50 points. I think this is where the Falcons road to the over ends. And I got to catch up on some, some games. Samin's trying to move to 6-11 and 11 this week. <laughs> nah, baby, chalk that as a W. 7-10. and 10. Is I'm going undefeated this Bobata. week. Is Jonathan Stewart healthy? Is he running the ball, Samin? Uh, no, but... Fozzie. The Foz. The Foz, baby. The Foz. The Foz. Here's what this is, the really, run, this is the run game that's going to beat us up? No, the run game that's going to beat you up is that Cam Newton is bigger than every defensive lineman on the Falcons. Just ask my mid, Mighty Mouse Vic Beasley, who couldn't play defensive line and got moved to linebacker. They are not going to be able to stop them. The Carolina Panthers are going to run all over. But, Give me the under. Here's the question. Yeah, over, 50 point, 50 point, it could be a 27-23 game. I, I could buy that. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I'm saying. I yeah, so that's gonna we're definitely gonna make the over then. How, how could you possibly think it could be the under? Because I don't think the Falcons A can put up that many points against the Panthers, and the Panthers shorten this game. I guarantee you there will be way less plays in this game than any other Falcons game this season. Wait, do you want do you want to put the max bet on that? I'm gonna put all I'm gonna put all my money on this one. You guys are all wrong. A, a, a max bet. Max bet. I don't all. Two hundred running backs that are named after Muppets. Everyone knows that. Fozzie Bear, Kermit the Frog. If you're named after a Muppet, I'm not going to take you. Uh, no chance that their running backs do well this week. <laughs> this is the Muppet. This is the Muppet theory. Max bet. First, you have the weather theory. Now you have the Muppet theory. Clearly, you know what you're talking about when it comes to the NFL. Moving on, we got Giants at Minnesota minus four over under forty three and a half, and arguably. What could be the best team right now in the NFC, the Minnesota Vikings. Hari, lead us off. What are your thoughts on this game? Uh, so the uh, this is a crazy one. I don't think this is even going to happen, but I'm going to say it anyways. Uh, Giants haven't scored more than 23 points in a game. Uh, Minnesota isn't scoring a ton of points, but their defense is exceptional. Uh, even at 43 and a half, I think that over-under is a bit high. Uh, I'm going to take 
the under in a very low scoring close game uh, for Giants of Minnesota. I think Minnesota still wins, uh, but it, it, with a low over with going under. I, I don't know if they are going to win by four. But so this I'll goes against your this goes against your weather theory. The 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 tried and true it's weather a, theory, except it's, it's in a dome. It's be closed. Yes. Oh, yes, I see what you did there. So because of the because of the low total, the standard error is is lower. So you can't use yeah, the standard error is lower. You oh, know I know how you. temperature okay. works. When the temp when you know when wind comes through the stadium, it's gonna oh. it's gonna top off. It's gonna top off barometer pressure. Oh, when it brings in it brings in the clouds late and they burn off, right? Yeah. Yeah, and they're gonna burn off, and it's probably gonna be thirteen nine in that stadium. I mean, if I had to guess, it's probably gonna be a thirteen nine game. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is that's also that's also relying on Blair Walsh hitting all of his field goals, which we've learned somehow this year after his epic miss against the Seahawks, he cannot do. So it's probably going to be like 12-9 with a safety, a missed extra point, and some other odd occurrence in that game. Three safeties and a touchdown. Yeah, there you go. Mark, what you got in this game? So my favorite part about this is uh, I'm really enjoying watching Vikings fans fall down the same rabbit hole that Eagles fans have fallen down, <laughs> which is convincing yourself that you could actually have success with Sam Bradford as your quarterback. Um, I think that their defense is going to carry them for a while longer. I think they go deeper down that rabbit hole, um, and they I think they easily take care of the Giants, actually. I don't think the Giants' offense is going to be able to be very successful, and I think that, uh, that Bradford and the offense will do enough, so I'm taking the Vikes. Okay, 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 okay. Um, I'm gonna go with the Vikings here as well, mainly because if you watch that game against the Panthers, Jarek McKinnon somehow looked better than Adrian Peterson had all season, which is not saying Spraybury much. High School. Yeah, there you go. Shout out to uh, his, his roots in Atlanta. Marietta, Georgia, Spraybury High School. I heard he ran over our. I heard he ran over our boy John Willig one time. Is that true? He did. John Willig is one of the weakest defenders of all time. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not too far from an analogy of what the Giants' safeties are like. So give me uh, Jarek McKinnon, Sam Bradford, Stefan Diggs, which I can't believe is their big three, and the Vikings covering the minus four. Ramu, what do you got on this game? Yeah, you, you started with it. Uh, th- this team, this team with, despite losing Bridgewater, you know, Peterson, they also lost uh, a left tackle, Mike Khalil, uh, defensive tackle Sharif Floyd to injury, so this is like a hurt team, and just for them to have gone three and zero and look and look the part of owning the NFC um, just gives a lot of credit. So I'm I'm putting this out there as a prop bet. Mike Zimmer, NFL Coach of the Year. Ooh, it. no, I like that. I that's, like that a lot, actually. What are the odds like on that? that? I like that a lot. This but I'll tell you what. Uh, this is an unpredictable team. The Giants. I have Eli on my fantasy team. He's a very roller coaster kind of guy, so I can't go on this this over under, but I will take the Vikings on the spread. Okay, yeah, we all like the Vikings with exception of Hari on the under somehow, forty three and a half. But good luck with that one. All right, now Mark has alluded to our segment that I would like to get into. New segment for Week Four, keeping it interesting, keeping it fresh, baby. Put me in, coach. So, Mark, since you uh, alluded, <laughs> alluded to it earlier, why don't you tell us what the goal of Put Me In Coach is? Uh, to be honest, I don't actually know. That's fair, because I probably didn't <laughs> yeah, describe it very it's well. It's a new segment every week. No one ever knows what's coming. None of us are prepared. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's, like, it's like the all, you know, it's like betting skip the max. portion of the podcast. Skip ahead. <laughs> but for those of you that are interested, this is uh, where we're going to pick someone 
that we think had a decent week in week three and is going to be a good fantasy player in week four. Hari, we might just exclude you from this segment because we know you're terrible at fantasy. So uh, we'll start three off. And o, three and oh. Oh, that's I'm undefeated. That's true. You and me are actually both three and oh. And the funny part is yes. Ramu and Mark are both O oh and three. So why don't we start off with the O oh and three fantasy players? Mark, why don't you tell us someone in fantasy that's got your eye for week four? Uh, so I'm going with a young man who's been been hustling since his days at Ohio State, hustling, selling those autographs on the side. I'm going with Terrell Pryor up in Cleveland. This Ooh. this boy's line was just bonkers last week. All right, he had he had 144 receiving yards, 21 rushing yards, a rushing touchdown from the quarterback position, 35 passing yards, and one snap at safety. I don't know, I don't know how that adds up in fantasy. I haven't taken calculus in a while, but. That is some crazy athleticism on display. I think they're going to continue to incorporate him into offense, and uh, I think he's a good pickup in fantasy going forward. I like it. Terrell Pryor. There we go. Mr. 0-3, number two, Ramuswam Anomale. Give us some insight. I, I got a name for you. His name is Kenny Britt, wide receiver for the LA Rams. <laughs> wide receiver for who? Kenny Britt, wide receiver for the LA Rams. Okay, interesting. Tell me more. Okay, so even though uh, Tavon Austin is regarded as their number one, oh, um, throwing Rick, throwing shade throwing, at uh, Tavon, throw. top target. I think they developed a little bit of a good rhythm. Four receptions for thirty-eight last game. Oh my god. Fourteen for one ninety-nine overall. Oh my god. Expect Kenny Britt to go off <laughs> against a questionable Arizona Arizona secondary. Oh my god. All right, I'm gonna. Are you gonna, gonna Rumbu? Are you gonna cite that article now that you you read the whole thing? Are you gonna cite it? Listen, I'm no honestly. It wasn't an article. I just don't know how this how this bet works. I just looked at the max difference of last week versus this week's potential fantasy points. <laughs> Good, fantastic, outstanding. I like it. I like it. I'm gonna stick to my three. I have another one. Oh, interesting. Okay, go ahead. Go keep, ahead, buddy. Keep what going, you got? Keep going. Keep it rolling. Just read that whole Matthew Barry article. Like this one isn't quite as fun because I don't think this uh, conforms to the bet standards. But I do think Jimmy Garoppolo is gonna have a good week. Uh, this is probably his last week to, to prove himself and, and showcase his talents before he gets uh, traded to the Titans and the Browns and becomes their new franchise quarterback. So uh, one last go around. I think you have a good week. Plus 200 yards, plus two deeds against a shitty Bill Z. I like it. Hari, what about you? Who's your, who's your put me in coach? So I'm going to take the other side of that last thing Ramu said. I alluded to it earlier. I think... Uh, the Ryan brothers about to turn it around. Give me Bills D this week. Wow. Give me Bills D to pick Garoppolo. Wow. You cannot. Put them all in. And put the whole out. team in. Put they that, need it. Put me down for six. six put the Ryan's in. The Ryan's are going to play this. 16 points. Oh, my God. You cannot rely on Rob Ryan. Move the line to 18. Max bet. Max bet 1,000. Okay. Now you're just saying words. All right. I'm going to keep. the name of the segment. Max bet 1,000. I'm going to keep to my uh, my theme earlier. I think the Carolina running game goes off. Give me Cameron Artis Payne, baby. Three names, first name. Cameron Artis Payne going to run all over the Falcons. Let's do this. Wait, is Artis a first name? I think Artis could be a first name. Arthur, Artis, you know. Close. Okay. okay. Is okay. Payne a first name? <laughs> yeah. Don't you know? No pain, no gain. I don't think I don't think you know many first names. That's, um, that's what I think is the issue. That may or may not be true. But we're not worried about my first names. We're worried about the college football slate this weekend, which is awesome. We got some bomb-ass games this weekend. I know you're getting excited about this one, Hari. 
So let's start us off with your favorite game of the week. Wisconsin at Michigan, minus nine. Tell us about the Big Ten, Hari, and how much you love it. I don't understand the Big Ten. I think my only losses in NCAA this year on this podcast have been in the Big Ten. I honestly, I don't get Michigan. Every time I, I try and bet against them, they beat me. Anytime I try and bet for them, they don't cover. Uh, I guess Michigan, uh, they seem to be playing outstandingly well. Uh, give me Michigan uh, to cover. Okay, okay. Mark, what about you? Where's your head at with this game? So I actually got a chance to watch most of the Michigan game this weekend. I was very impressed. Um, I think I think they're going to win this game, and it's not often I pick a college game uh, thinking that the underdog is going to win via the points they're getting because I tend tend to think momentum skews the score a little bit a little bit outside of the the spread. But I, I really think Wisconsin has what it takes to at least keep it close. Um, I think there's going to be a big special teams play from Jabril Preppers. Uh, to put Michigan Ooh. over the top late in the game. Even name dropping. But I'll, I'll take Wisconsin plus nine. I mean, I, I think that's good value. Yeah. Before, I, we, before we continue, I have one fact about Wisconsin is that they almost lost to Georgia State at home. So everyone keep that in mind when making your next picks. Yes, that is fair. Um, and actually, on that point, I think Wisconsin has a bit of a hangover after playing this Michigan State game. Yes, they romped them. But I think everyone got up for that game. They play that uh, that song, Jump Around in the Stands. Everyone goes crazy. Now you go on the road to Michigan. Go blue, baby. Give me Michigan covering. I think Wisconsin's going to suffer from a hangover this week. Ramu, your hometown, your, your Wolverines, the Wolverine gangbanger, Ramuswami Anamale. Tell me something that it doesn't relate to the cafeteria food in Michigan. Okay, I actually watched the game this week. I was... Uh... <laughs> I was not inebriated. I got to my hotel. I settled in and actually put this game on. So, um, yo, we look we look hype. We have a, an explosive pass rush in the secondary. Our defense looks solid. Uh, we've been dominant. Actually, look back most quarters except for like one quarter against Colorado. We've been looking pretty good. I'll tell you what. You know, this these Badgers and their freshman QB Alex Hornybrook is going to need a perfect game. Um, <laughs> So I, I don't even know. How to, I, is that how you say his name? I'm not sure. But you know what? I think we covered this bed by two touchdowns. Woo! Buying some more points. First you buy him points yeah, on the Pats. Yeah. Now you buy him points yeah, yeah. on the Wolverines. Are you buying Are you buying 14 points? Are you guys going to cover by 23? Is that what you're saying? Or are you buying that they're just going to win by 14? <laughs> I'll take the nine. I'll take the spread. Tell me 23. Uh, Tell me 23. Buy 14 you, points on it. You want to side bet 14? I would. I'm not taking 23. <laughs> <laughs> he's learned. He's learned. He hasn't drank as much tonight. Not as many uh, wine glasses and beers clacking, clacking tonight. That's true. All right. Give me uh, some insight on this next game, Hari. This is where you make your money in the SEC. Tennessee at Georgia, who's underdogs by three and a half points at home. What do you got on this, Mr. Yeah, SEC? So, so I don't know if you guys got a chance to watch Georgia Ole Miss, but Georgia uh, was <laughs> Oh, boy, they got beat. Uh, and and here's, the, here's the fact of the matter. Uh, Georgia, one, isn't that good, and two, that offensive line is not making any holes for Nick Chubb or Sonny Michelle. Um, I think three is like – yeah, three and a half is super generous. But what about Tennessee um, struggling with Florida? Like they had to come back, and everyone had that fear of losing twelve in a row in the back of their minds. Yeah. Come the second half, on yeah, I think I think that's reasonable. I think on the road it's tough, to, right? I think here's my thing. I just don't see how Georgia 
like I think this gets ugly early, and then this Georgia fan base in Sanford is going to say, like, what happened? Why did we let Mark Rick go? And because I don't know if you saw in Atlanta. Mark Richt was trending in Atlanta on Twitter because there's a thousand people, Georgia fans, being like, why did we let go of Mark Rick as Mark Rick's killing it in Miami? Huh. Um, give me Tennessee to cover, and I'm, I'm with Ramu. I would buy points on this one. Uh, I think Tennessee walks Georgia, and wow. I think you're going to see a meltdown in Athens this weekend. Interesting. Okay. Uh, Mark, what do you got on this game, man? So I think I agree with a lot of the, the football logic that Hardy put out there, but something – Something was uh, was casting some doubt. Just the 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 fact that Georgia's going to have something to prove coming into this game, and yeah, maybe Tennessee has a bit of a hangover. So for a tiebreaker, I went to I went to the Twitter page of one Jacob Eason, starting freshman quarterback of the uh, oh of the God. Georgia Dogs, who just looks like a bulldog. Right, and it's all good. It's going to come full circle. So I did some research. I scrolled back, and I'm going to read four selected tweets from Jacob Eason, January 23rd. <laughs> Someone bring me some waho. Praise hands emoji. <laughs> April 22nd. Oh, it keeps going. Who's barbecuing tonight? Who's bar- he, likes, he likes the food. He likes the barbecue. He likes the waho. I like it. June 13th. Panda Express opening in Tate Fall what? Semester. Who? Hashtag Ramu. blessed. Ramu, can you get this guy in? He got that fat Eddie Lacy. He got that fat Eddie Lacy Twitter. And then the icing on the cake. January 25th. Right before us. Or fall camp starts. He retweets a Twitter account. Everything Georgia, Zaxby's today. Zaxby's every day. Remove. Can you get this guy an Aeromark membership? Can we get him some food from Aeromark? Can you can you give a call to your boys up there? So I think Georgia has placed the next four years of hope in their college football program, and this guy who's just trying to smash fried chicken all day. So I'm a I'm a take. I'm a lay the three and a half points, and I'm gonna take the balls. I don't care. This guy's a loser. <laughs> Remove. What are you? What are your thoughts on this game? You wanted this I game. I don't know if I. I don't know if I have any hot takes as uh, as hot as that. That, that was, was a hot take. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Tennessee starts slow, but then they avalanche down that rocky top to some big wins. <laughs> you saw last game. You saw at halftime actually. Uh, the last game when they were playing Florida, fans were calling for Bush Jones to get fired, and this dude came back, led his team, and just said a big fuck you to everybody. Um. On the other side is oh oh Georgia oh man, they got that ass cracked real proper. I'll tell you what, <laughs> you know. Plus, if you actually looked uh, past the past couple games against the spread, they are one and three against the spread under Kirby Smart. They're just not a great team. Um, Kirby can't cover. Kirby can't cover. Great teams win or good teams win. Great teams cover. But I'm gonna make, I'm gonna make this. You guys are all kind of being boring. I'm gonna be interested with this. Halftime, Georgia leads three and a half points. Full time, Tennessee takes the spread back three and a half. Oh my God! Parlay, parlay, parlay. <laughs> parlay. I like parlay. that one. That one's pretty strong, actually. Its volume of bets are so high. That's why he loses so much. <laughs> my percentage is still better than you, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, you also have like you like Hari's record is six and eight, and you're ten and twelve. You've literally placed eight more bets than Hari has in the same amount of weeks. But power to the people, man, man. I like it. Uh nothing Hari, for me. On yeah. my calculation, you're only one game behind me. That's correct. You just got to divide by two. It's very simple. Okay. Um, nothing for me here, uh, except that I was also looking Ramu's way in that uh, I think uh, at halftime it's a little bit closer. I think Tennessee comes out a bit slow after that physical game against Florida. 
The halftime line was actually minus one and a half uh, Tennessee. So give me halftime uh, Georgia plus 1.5. And that's all I got. All right. On to the prime time, what I am most excited to watch this Saturday, and it better be everyone else in the nation, Louisville at Clemson. And there's something interesting to point out here, because Hari, you brought it to my attention, and I can't say I fully appreciated it. But the line opened, as you guys saw, Clemson minus three, and it moved to Louisville plus two. So uh, Ramu being our key decider on which spreads we're going to pick, for this podcast, Ramu, do you want to talk Clemson minus three or do you want to talk Louisville plus two? I, I think you guys have better points than I do. I really didn't want to bet in this game, but I talked to, I got some inside intel from college football fan fanatic Allie Manfrey, and she told me. No, go you're not. You got to answer the question first. The question is, which spread line are we going to pick? Because you're the one that always yells about whether it should be the one that it opened at during the week or the one it is currently. So are we picking Clemson minus three or Louisville plus two? Or excuse uh, yeah, Louisville uh, minus two. Oh, I thought we were doing the Stanford-Washington game. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Hari, kick us off here. We're going Louisville minus two. What are your thoughts on this game? <laughs> Are we talking about the Stanford-Washington game? That's the one I want to talk about. No. Um, no. So I don't under – like Louisville is very good. Louisville, if you look at every efficiency ranking that you see anywhere in any sort of computer rankings, um, Louisville is outstanding. Um, to go into Death Valley at 8 p.m., that place is going to literally be holding what might equate to an entire uh, Jack Daniels distillery. That place is going to be lit. Uh, <laughs> and I don't think there is any chance – Louisville, like, yeah, have they played big games? Sure, I'm, I'm sure they've played big games. Going into Death Valley and pulling out a win, uh, like a top five win on the road, uh, like, I, I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. Like, Louisville's good. Are they that good? I don't think – it just doesn't make any sense to me. Give me Clemson. Uh, I think they'll win it straight up. Clemson plus two. I like it. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go kind of along the same boat of Hari here. I think – we see this story every year where there's an early season underdog who has a big win, they shoot up the rankings, and then they have this ridiculously tough road game, i.e. Ole Miss last year uh, when they went to LSU after beating Alabama. Um, give me Clemson at home. Like you said, it's going to be freaking lit in there. I've been in there and have been legitimately scared. Um, so I can only imagine what 19-year-old Lamar Jackson is going to feel like. Give me Clemson and Deshaun Watson with something to prove at home, plus two. Mark, what are your thoughts on this game? So the problem with that point is I th- that, that assumes Lamar Jackson is human, which I don't, I don't think we've proven yet. The guy is just a freak. I mean, he's RG3. He's Johnny Manziel. He's, he is a firecracker back there. Um, I think that the initial spread with Clemson getting two points – or giving two, sorry, getting two points at home mm-hmm. is Vegas laying a big trap, going big, uh, trying to get a lot of people to throw money down um, on Clemson. On Clemson, so I think that uh, I think that Louisville is actually going to have the firepower to just outrun Clemson in this game. I watched Clemson last week against our uh, our Yellow Jackets, and I, I really don't see much firepower in that offense. I don't think they can score with Lamar Jackson and Louisville, and I will take the Cardinals to keep them undefeated, setting up. An undefeated showdown, November, University of Houston. First Louisville Cardinals, baby. That's what I'm talking about. I am rooting for that. We got them ticks. 
Yeah, Thursday night at TDECU Stadium. TDECU Stadium, the T. Ramu, take us home on this game, man. What are your uh, What are your wonderful college football thoughts? Give me something insightful. Final thoughts you guys have not brought up yet. Um, I mean, we we are expecting Clemson to be good, right? They have every most of the pieces back from last year. They have Deshaun Watson. They should be playing up more. They should be playing up their potential. But maybe they're just not good. I mean, they almost lost to Troy. They almost lost to Auburn. I mean, that was Auburn's a garbage team. I'm, I'm I, literally. I think the people that graduate from that school get garbage as their diploma. Like, <laughs> they 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 have almost lost to two terrible teams. And you think that this Louisville team is gonna have trouble with them? I think that they're gonna come in and just stomp that ass real proper, yo. Okay. Take Louisville. Louisville minus two. I like it. All right, for your sake, Hari, because you wanted this fucking game on the slate. No, I like this game. Oh, my God. I'm all about this game. This is a great game. All right. This is a huge, huge playoff game implication game. I agree. Okay, fair. Give me me some insight. Stanford at Washington minus three, which I could not believe Washington was favored in this game. But don't even get me started. So, listen, this is the biggest game in Washington – Husky history, probably, right? This is a huge game. It's Friday night, so they have, they're the only show in town. Uh, it's going to be very bizarrely rowdy in Seattle. They'll all be drinking Starbucks. It'll be very, very crazy. Um, I, I, I just think this is a good game. Stanford really struggled against UCLA, and they struggled because UCLA loaded the box and stopped Christian McCafferty and dared them to pass, and Stanford couldn't do it. Uh, like, Washington hasn't been wildly impressive, but they're undefeated. They beat a good Arizona team on the road. Um, I I like Washington to cover here. I think they cover, and I think they uh, they march to the college football playoffs. I think they're a dark horse uh, to get in. Wow. Bold, bold, bold. All right, Mr. alluded to this earlier, talking to Miss Manfrey. Ramu, what are, you, what are yours or Ali Manfrey's thoughts on this game? I mean, both of us felt the same way. So it's not like she's like making my picks here. So I want to let that be known. Like, I'm not having like a guru in the background like, making my picks. Ah, uh, interesting. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. okay. We all believe you. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not believing this Washington hype. I mean, they've had a pretty easy slate so far. I mean, it's a non-conference slate. And they needed to, overtime to beat Arizona on the road. Uh, you know, Stanford... Oh, they've been kind of close in some good, tough matchups against Kansas State, USC, and UCLA. And I'm just, I think, I was surprised that this opened up with Washington's favorite. So, yeah, I'm easily taking Stanford here. Okay. Um, I am also just going to go Stanford, mainly because they're a powerhouse program. I've seen this before. Washington really hasn't been tested. Finally went to and beat Arizona on the road. But until you face your first physical coach shot team like Stanford where they just punch you in the mouth. I don't think they could do it. Plus Stanford's getting some points. Give me Stanford plus three, baby. Mark, take us home. So I actually got a prop bet on this game. You guys ready? Oh, yeah. Make it interesting. Yes. Over under 10% of the Associated Press poll voters, how many of them have watched the Washington Huskies play football this oh, year? Oh, my God. Under, under, It's so under. far under. Like, how is so this, far under. How is this team climbing the rankings? They, they're out of conference. I'll take, I'll take the over. Their, their, their <laughs> strongest out-of-conference matchup was Rutgers. Okay? And then, they, as mentioned, they, uh, they beat Arizona on the road in overtime. And then their other two matchups are Idaho and Portland State. Like, how do you get up to number 10 with that schedule? I, and how are you getting points against a Stanford team that's been good for the last decade? I don't get it. Give me Stanford and the points. 
I like it. I like it. I like it. All right. On to our second best and second newest segment. That is going to get you benched. I know. Boy, you better sit down. Is that the name of the segment? <laughs> Boys, take a pull up with chair. Just and just sit down. Sit, sit down on the it. bench. I like sit, this segment. Wow, your leg looks wow, it looks like you've been staying in that ROTC line all day long. You need to sit down because you got to yeah. get some blood flowing. Okay. Don't lock your legs and you'll fall over. Is that the name of this? I don't understand what this segment is about. No. You've got this... to salute with your butt to the ground. <laughs> this segment is called That's Gonna Get You Benched. And I'm going to kick us off with all due respect to my man Fitzmagic, with all due respect to my boy Ben Roethlisberger, with all due respect to my man uh, Brian Hoyer. Give me the Steelers wide receivers other than Antonio Brown. How are you not beating seventh round draft picks out of LSU in the secondary? Woo-hoo. How are you gonna lay? That's gonna get you benched. No touchdowns against this Eagles team. Steelers receivers: Sammy Coates, Eli Rogers, Marcus Wheaton. You pile of garbage. That is gonna get you benched. Ramu, who's sitting on the bench for you this week? Oh, I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick on the little guy, the guy that's already hurt. And, oh, the poor Cleveland Browns. I'm gonna tell you. What. No, don't go, Cody Parkey. No, don't. Don't go, Cody Parkey. Should I go somewhere else? I no, no, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. I'm gonna tell you what. This this poor guy. Their their kicker got injured. Patrick Murray got injured on uh, his knee during uh, the Friday walkthrough. So they had to fill in. This guy got signed just a couple days earlier, Parkey. This poor guy. This motherfucker missed left three times out of six attempts. One of them hit the upright. <laughs> Yo, but that's your that's your that's your six field goals. That's your six field goals. The the Dolphins the Dolphins were really lucky to escape with this win in overtime. Uh, I, you know, and I, what I want to know is, can Terrell Pryor kick? Yeah, right. Put him in. He might. He probably can. Fantasy points. Yo, Cody Parkey, that'll get you benched. I like it. I like it, Mark. Who's sitting on the pine? Who's riding the pine this week for you? I mean, we're going quick retro back to that Carolina-Atlanta matchup. I'm looking at this Carolina Panthers offensive line. Ooh. They gave up eight sacks last week. Yeah, and that doesn't even tell the story. Yeah. He was getting romped. And, I mean, you've got you've got a franchise quarterback like that. You've, you've got to be doing everything you can as a team and as an organization to protect him. I think that having him take that kind of beating is going to catch up with them later in the season. And you're certainly not going to win games giving up eight sacks. So, to the entire Carolina Panthers offensive line, that's going to get you benched. That is going to get you benched. <laughs> Hari, go Paul, take us home. Who's sitting on your bench? So, as you know, I don't care about the NFL, so I'm going to do a college person. Yes. Uh, when I mean college person, I mean college computer program. Oh, my uh, God. So, this week, uh, oh. there, are six, there are six computer programs. Oh, are we, talk, are we talking about the Wake Forest Demon Deacons? Yes, we are. We're here talking about the Kali Matrix. The Kali Matrix is one of the six BCS programs that go into the total BCS equation. And this week, they have Wake Forest ranked ahead of Alabama and Ohio State. They have the ninth in the country. What? Uh, right now. Uh, that's that's going to get you sat down on the bed. <laughs> sit down on the bed. Kali Matrix. You sit down on your computer. Sit down on the service. Woo, woo, beep. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like it. We'll have to see if we'll have to see if we could uh, um, 
Facebook at them in uh, for this week's podcast. Maybe they'll uh, maybe they'll give you some love. All right, on to our last segment, the best segment, the originator segment that was with us from week one. <laughs> no more segments being added. Obscure bet of the week. <laughs> Mark Why are Amos. There so many segments on this show. <laughs> we only have three segments. You guys just talk about it's, them all throughout I the feel podcast. Like I've been talking for sixty-five years now. Have the game been played? Have the game from the beginning hey, been played? Hey, listen, we went off the rails last week. Let's keep it, keep it together, boys. Keep it together this week. Obscure bet of the week, Mark Amons. What do you got? Uh, I'm gonna keep it in college football, and I'm gonna take uh, the University of Miami minus five and a half at uh, at Georgia Tech. Oh, okay. Not uh, that's a homer bet. And it's kind of, kind of an obscure, obscure bet, but I like it. All right. Wait, wait, wait. wait. I, I want to talk about my reason. Oh, what's your reason? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, didn't mean, I didn't mean to move on there. My bad. I got, I got two words. Uniforms. Oh, color Listen, rush? Yeah. These are beyond color rush. <laughs> these are those new, new Under Armour retro-inspired, the U circa 1982 jerseys. Oh, that's right. Miami has dropped these on Twitter last week. They had a bye week. They've been letting it sizzle all week, and they're about to bring fire into Bobby Dodd Stadium with these jerseys. Dude, these jerseys are hot. <laughs> well, I might need to get me one of those. I might too, man. Damn. So, you think they make me like the a... The U is back. The U is back. That's what I'm saying. They're going to bring that swagger into Bobby Dodd, and it's not going to be pretty for the jackets. I'm taking the U. That's true. That's true. I like it. I like it. Hari, obscure bet of the week. What you got teed up? I am going to go to the Ryder Cup, uh, which kicks off this week. Um, the U.S. has an extremely strong squad this week, uh, or this this year. Uh, this is the chance that we turn it around. I think the U.S. stomps, stomps Europe. Wow. I think the right now it is trading at plus 400 for the U.S. to win by seven-plus points. Uh, I say lock it in. That is a quadruple-your-money bet. You can lock it in four alarms, four wine glasses, because you can open up your own winery. It's that good of a bet. Give me <laughs> U.S. by seven plus. Four alarms, four wine glasses. Four. Give me four. Interesting. I like it. I like it. I like it. Your money. I'm going to go to, uh, with, all due, uh, with all due respect to Jennifer Aniston, with all due respect to Angelina Jolie, my obscure bet of the week is who will Brad Pitt marry next? Actress minus 130 or other plus 110. Give me the other. He's learned twice that it ain't gonna work with an actress. Um, I read I read a tabloid while I was uh, checking out at the grocery store this week, so that's where my uh, my insight came for this bet. So give me Brad Pitt, not marrying an actress, plus 110, obscure bet of the week. Ramu, take us home, baby. You did some research. Let's see if you did some research on this guy. Yeah, so, so last week I, I had some bizarre bet on the Trump debate on Monday, and, you know, he's got to give it to the guy. He was fairly consistent in his answers because his none of his PolitiFact scorecard numbers changed. Huh. Either, huh. either that or the PolitiFact hasn't updated yet. I'm not sure which one's more plausible. Fair. But this week, you know, I wanted to give a shout-out. I wanted to do something with Luke Cage, his Netflix Marvel spinoff from Jessica Jones <laughs> that's being released on Friday. But then I saw that already 30 people have given it reviews. The show is already averaging 9.2. I can't trust the integrity of the IMDb market. Interesting. Okay, continue. So I'm going to turn to a model I want. <laughs> I'm going to the NASDAQ, all right? Okay. So, so is this, so is this just you, you flipping screens on your internet trying to come up with a bet? 
hold on. Let me tell you what the bet is. All right, take us home. On Thursday, on Thursday, we're expecting Alliance MMA, ticker number AMMA, to IPO at an opening price of four fifty a share. Okay. All right. Alliance MMA is going to be a, the dev league for MMA fighters. It's going to be a feeder into the UFC. Uh, they're going to do promotional for organizational events, uh, and they're going to do content. This is, this is just an MBA school. Uh, yeah, you're just regurgitating your MBA school. Just telling you what this company is. Right? Okay, give us, give us your bet. Take us home. This is, Are they about this, to sponsor this, this podcast? This IPO is sizzling. Okay. I'm expecting this year price to jump 60% in the first day of trading. Over 720 when this thing closes. <laughs> Lock it in. I like it. I like it. I like it. All right. Uh, with that, that closes us and takes us home for week four. Wait, are, are we not talking about the Eagles? Um, no, there's nothing to talk about no. here. Okay. We'll Stop talk about podcast. it next week. All right, just checking. Whatever. Maybe Carson Wentz will, you know, get hurt in practice. No, wow. I would never wish that wow. upon someone. But, you know. Wensylvania. Wensylvania, baby. Uh, we'll be live from Fargo next week, so uh, you can get your, your Eagles coverage in then. Other than that, good week four. Stayed on the rails a little bit more this week. Well done, boys. Um, I'm going to catch up to Mark at some point this season. You heard it here first. So uh, with that, we out, baby.